You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. On today's show, it's a Friday. We've made it to the end of the week. This is Locked On Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals, number one rated podcast about the Kansas City Royals. And today, we're going to dive into the Royals sending down Kyle Isbell in a very very important weekend series in Detroit. Let's start with Kyle Isbell. Because as you know, I, I've claimed it for Kyle Isbell for a while, and then they finally call him up. And, you know, sending him down today, I would assume, now this has not been official yet, but I assume that they're going to call a pitcher up, you know, because they've been taxing that bullpen, and you're going to run into these string of games now where you don't have as many off days as you do at the start of the year. I would imagine... They might call up a pitcher, or they probably are going to call up Ryan McBroom. He's on the taxi squad right now with the team in Detroit, so that makes the most logical sense uh, to replace Kyla's Bell. But the Royals call up Kyla's Bell at the start of the year. They waste a year of service time on this season, and they don't play him every single day. And that's the reason why he gets sent down is because he was not getting consistent at bats. Well, I think that that's kind of the problem, right? Why would you call him up if you weren't going to give him consistent opportunities? If you think he's going to be an everyday player, as they have now put out there, that, that oh, no, we're not worried about Kyle Bell. We think he's going to be an everyday guy. Well, then why are you worried about him facing lefties? I mean, like, if he's going to be a good player, he's going to be a good player, and he's going to have to play lefties. It's just kind of weird the way they handle the situation. Uh, it feels like what they did was to try to convince you all that they didn't manipulate service time with Bobby Witt Jr. They gave you a different rookie up here and didn't manipulate his service time without actually giving him the chance to play, right? Like, without actually giving him the chance to actually play or prove himself, they were like, okay, we don't want to burn by what junior service time, but we don't want them to know that. We want them to think that it's because he needs some more seasoning. So let's call up this other guy who doesn't have any seasoning either, really, has never played above A-ball. Let's call him up and say, see, look at us. We'd never, we would never manipulate service time. Are you kidding me? We'd never do that. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? That's what they're doing right now. That's what they're doing. They sent him back down. And the Kyle Isbell experience is over. The experiment is over without him actually getting that fair of a shake. He had some quality at-bats. He did everything right and just gets sent down and doesn't get consistent at-bats. I mean, that's just kind of the the, the play here. It's, it's whatever, really, because, I mean, again, he wasn't playing, so it's not like you're losing a piece of your team. It's not like it really impacts your wins and losses. But it, but it did kind of make the decision to call him up really peculiar if you were not even going to keep him up here a month, if he was not going to survive a month on this team, why would you burn the service time of any player, much less a player that you expect to be an everyday ball player for you eventually down the road? I mean, either he was going to be ready to be an everyday ball player on April 1st, or he wasn't. Uh, and you thought he was, but then you didn't give him the chance to be an everyday ball player. It's just kind of weird. Uh, it's kind of weird for sure. Look, it, it doesn't really matter because, again, the wins and losses doesn't change. The day to day of the team doesn't change. I mean, you'll miss one Nick. You'll miss one Nicky Lopez. One Kyle Isbell start a, a week doesn't really matter in the long run. And Kyle Isbell is not projecting to be that kind of player that will price himself out of Kansas City. Uh, so losing the service time 
wouldn't really matter uh, in the grand scheme of things because you don't think he'll be a superstar. Like he's going to be a guy that's going to be good. I think he'll be a good player, but not so good that it's unfathomable that Kansas City can resign him. Uh, so then the, the trade-off of service time does not really matter there. Whereas with Bobby Witt Jr., if you birdie your service time, you've really ruined yourself because he's going to be a player that projects to command 300, 320, 400 million dollars down the road. And Kansas City's not in that market, at least not right now. We'll see if Sherman can get us there, but at least right now, you've got to prepare to not be able to pay that. So that's why you're manipulating service time with Bobby Wade Jr. compared to with Kai Lisbell. I would imagine we see more of Alberto at third and Dozier in right, uh, and we'd get the lineup longer that way. But it's still all up in the air right now. We don't even know who's going to replace Kyle Lisbell yet, so it's hard to really speculate. But I do think it'll be McBroom, and he'll just be that bench bat that Kyle Lisbell was that can pinch hit from time to time. Uh, you lose a bit of defense, but you gain maybe some offense, if you will, on a pinch hitting uh, spectrum. Lisbell will now go to the alternate side, or he'll go to the minor leagues as they start ramping up here in a couple weeks. And he'll get every day at bats, and he'll try to get better, and hopefully we'll see him back here in Kansas City at the end of the year or next year or whenever. It is just odd to to play the up-down game with Kyle Bell. But the taxi squad for this weekend in Detroit, you know, those are the guys that, that travel with the team in case uh, the team gets COVID or in case the team has a rainout and a you know, doubleheader day. You know what, what we saw against Tampa Bay, not Tampa Bay, Toronto, whenever they had the rainout doubleheader on Saturday and you got to call up an extra guy. Uh, well, on the road, you can use your taxi squad and already have the guys there. So the taxi squad for this game is Eric Mejia, Brad Brock, Ryan McBroom, and Freddie Furman. I would imagine that Kyle's replacement comes from that bunch, but it could be from anybody. So we'll wait and see on that one. Well, the Detroit series is a big one, and it's going to be a four-game set starting today. And going through Monday, so like the rare, the rare series that does not end on a Sunday, it'll go through Monday. And there's a lot of interesting pitching matchups in this one, uh, starting tonight and all the way through the weekend, because these two teams have a lot of good young arms that you want to see what they can do and that are going to experience ups and downs. And you hope that your young arms will have your ups while they're having their downs. And Detroit comes in seven and twelve, Kansas City's ten and seven, and. If Kansas City is who they think that they are, if they're a wild card team, a playoff team, uh, hell, even a third place team, you have to capitalize on this stretch of games. You have to dominate the Tigers. You have to dominate the Pirates. You have to dominate these bad teams. Because if you don't, then you'll be in that scrum with them. This is where you gain separation. This is where you gain that advantage over these bad teams by beating them and by stockpiling your wins. Look, right now, April's been great. You're 10 and 7, though. It's very important to rip off these four games in Detroit and then two more in Pittsburgh. You'll then be 16-7 and seven, heading into the last day of April when you play Minnesota, who's not off to a great start, and who you had success against last year on April 30th in the year with Minnesota, in the month I should say with Minnesota. So even if you lose that game, you'll be 16-8. and eight. I mean, this will be a great month all the way around if you can just take care of business and do your job against the Detroit Tigers. This is the first series of the year that really has... Um, you know, upset potential in the sense of like we can be mad at the results and and people act like September baseball is two times as April baseball. It's not I mean, April baseball counts the exact same as September baseball. When you sit in a September and you're three games out of the wild card spot and you lost three to Detroit in April, there's three games right there. You could have won and could have helped yourself out in the standings. These games all count the same. There's, there's no weighted grades in baseball. You're going to, 
need to take care of business. And there should be no fear of playing Detroit and Pittsburgh. At this stage where the Royals are at, this should be a game that you get to turn on the TV and expect to win every single one of them and just look like the better team. And that's going to be very important to measure how this team goes. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Head on over to Locker Room for the iOS device. Download it. It's only on iOS. Download the iOS device. Add me on Locker Room at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. We'll have live hangouts. It's the first and only social audio platform only for sports fans to talk about sports, the NBA, MLB, NHL, NFL, anything. It's all over on Locker Room. So go to Locker Room. Find me over there at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And we'll all hang out and watch games. We can watch games live together. We can have hangout sessions and mailbag sessions and live podcast sessions, everything over at Locker Room. Go check it out. Locker Room for iOS device. Changing the way we talk about sports. Are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. And on today's show, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at the Lockdown NFL Draft coverage because this year, the Lockdown Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from the Lockdown hosts and our local experts with the Draft Network's regional experts as well. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL YouTube page to watch live for the three-day coverage of the NFL Draft. That's live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft on YouTube, the Lockdown NFL YouTube page, April 29th through May 1st. Listen, Chiefs fans, you're going to want to be in there. We're going to have the Lockdown Chiefs guys in there. They're going to be talking about the Chiefs pick. It's going to be live. It's going to be Great coverage of the NFL draft, so skip watching on these other networks. Watch it on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. It's where you want to be. It's easy and convenient, and we all know that you want to be a part of the NFL draft. So what you can do is, whenever the Royals are playing, keep the Royals on the TV. Keep watching the Royals if you can, because Bali Sports is pretty bad right now. But if you have the option, watch the Royals on TV. And then on your iPad, on your phone, on your tablet, computer, whatever the case may be, Pull up YouTube for free, Lockdown NFL YouTube page, and you're watching the draft as well. So you can multitask in that way with the Lockdown NFL draft, uh, Lockdown NFL YouTube page for the Lockdown NFL draft. That'll be April 29th through May 1st at, what is it going to start? 7 p.m. probably Central Time. Go check it out over there. Lockdown NFL YouTube page. Three-day event, 29th through the 1st. So let, let's talk about this Detroit series. And I've already gotten some people um, saying, oh, don't sleep on the Tigers. Don't. Don't sleep on the Tigers. Look, the Tigers are a bad team. This is not something we should be afraid of anymore in 2021. You should not be afraid of the Tigers, who in their last 10 games are 4-6 and six on a losing streak right now, and overall they're 7-12. and 12. This is not exactly a team that should strike fear in Kansas City anymore, and it shouldn't at all. And I don't think that the Royals should be scared of them anymore. Look, this team is not good. Their run differential is negative 28 Negative 28. For context, the Royals is negative 6. Negative 28 run differential. They're a bad, bad team. They're awful. And what good teams, what playoff teams do to bad teams, they beat them. It's incredibly hard to sweep in baseball. So asking for a sweep and demanding a sweep is mostly unfair. For this series, you have to win three of four. Anything less than three of four 
is an absolute and total failure, and it puts yourself behind the eight ball to where you're chasing the wins all year long. And it starts tonight. On Friday, Mike Miner going up against Casey Mize. That's one of their great young pitchers, and, and he has a, a 3.38 ERA. Miner has a 5.17 ERA. The Tigers lineup is not good. Miner can get back on track here. He's really done a solid job of keeping you in the contest, you know, four runs here, five runs there, trying to keep you within the game, and your offense has to bail him out a bit. In this game, the, the Tigers lineup should not get to capitalize on Mike Miner to where you should get good pitching and good hitting from Kansas City. But it would be tough to, to beat Casey Mice. is a really good pitcher, and like Brady Singer, no matter what the numbers say, those two guys, Singer and, and Mize, can both leap up and just have a dominant performance one day, and you tip your cap to them. And so on Saturday, it'll be Brady Singer against uh, Matt Boyd, who should give up about five home runs to Kansas City. He's having a better year this year, a a 2.03 ERA early on in the uh, season. And then Sunday, you have Duffy against Fulmer. And then Monday, you have Brad Keller against Turnbull, which might be a just slugfest, but Turnbull's ERA is sub two right now. Look, this, this team in Detroit's not good. Their lineup's not hitting well. Last year, if you remember their lineup, how all of a sudden uh, Jacoby Jones and like these other random players were just great all of a sudden hitting the ball. They're not performing well right now at all. This is a bad team, and you're supposed to dominate bad teams, and the Royals should. So my ask of this series is three of four, and in the midst of three and four, I want to see... I want to see better baseball. I, I don't just want to see you escaping with wins. I want to see better defense. I want to see better just all-around play, smarter play. Don't have the lapses in judgment. Don't have uh, the sloppiness that was that Tampa Bay series. If you can do that, you're going to beat the Tigers, and, and pretty handily. And then you play Pittsburgh, and that should be a, a, a wacky two-game series that you sweep. You should go 2-0 against Pittsburgh, and you're really gaining momentum to end this month. I'll tell you this much, and we'll talk about it again on Monday, on Monday's show. But if, if Brad Keller struggles again against Detroit's lineup, then there needs to be serious talk about what's going on. If it's an injury, if it's a mechanical thing, if he needs some time away, whatever's happening there, he should not be getting shelled and losing command as much as he is. It, it should be on the, is it on the pitching coach? Is it on Keller? Is it Who's it on? What's happening? And how do you fix it? Because this is a lineup that should get you right. This is a lineup that you should go into, and you should have minor, you should have Keller, you should have Singer all feeling themselves, all having good outings, and all collectively feeling better heading into the rest of the way in the season. This should be your get-right series. We kind of get everything going right on the pitching staff side of things. Greg Holland, he's been awful out of the bullpen. He needs to have a good outing or two against Detroit and kind of get his mojo back a bit. That's been the only bad part of the bullpen is Greg Holland. The bullpen's been really good. Uh, the starters are starting to turn it around at times, so let's see if they can finally turn that corner all the way. And then the, the lineup should should show you that they're a good lineup. They should show you that they're a capable lineup because they've been on up and down a lot this year. And, you know, you need to hit better runners in scoring position. You need to run the bases better. And just overall play better. I'm fascinated by the lineups now that Kyla's Bell's not on the team. Uh, do we see more Soler in right field with a different DH kind of revolving around maybe Salvador Perez? Get some more DH days. Maybe now we've found out who they called up. They called up Ryan O'Hearn. Maybe Ryan O'Hearn gets some DH opportunities with Santana at first or put Santana at DH and, and O'Hearn at first. Just you, know, the, you got 
some interesting options, uh, but on a team that's that's struggling to play defense, I'm not quite sure uh, if you want the Jorge Soler right field experience. I think that we'll see a lot more of Dozier and Wright and Alberto at third, and we'll, we'll see how that goes for Kansas City. But it will be Ryan O'Hearn taking the place of Kyle Isbell. Kyle Isbell is also going to the alternate site. I'm sure that he'll start in the alternate site, and then he'll go... Uh, go to the minor leagues once they get going. I think that they start in two weeks, the minor leagues do. So I'm sure that for now he'll be alternate site and they are playing games with other alternate site teams. Um, and then he'll go and move on to the actual minor league system as that begins to ramp up. I know double A starts in two weeks. I'm not sure when the rest of them start. So coming up, we will dive more into this Tiger series. But first I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar. That tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Go to BuiltBar.com and try out their six brand new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They are fantastic. They're covered in 100% real chocolate on the outside. They're soft and easy to chew, and they are incredible for a health-conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. You will not want to miss it. Built Bars are incredible. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code at LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15, 15, 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream option. And guess what, folks? The cookies and cream has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Locked 15, 15% off your next order is the promo code to use. And again, that's your next order, folks. If you have already been to Built Bar and you want some more of them, you can continue to use our promo code Locked 15 and continue to get 15% off. Don't forget also, we, we talked all last month about the March Madness bracket and we did crown the very best tasting Built Bar and it was the uh, coconut brownie chunk, which is the die for. Literally, I'm in two different Lockdown group chats and the Lockdown NBA host the Lockdown MLB hosts all praise the coconut brownie chunk. I don't even like coconut, and it was fantastic for me as well. So it is great. Try it out. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15. Get you 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Go there right now and check it out at BuiltBar.com. Right now, but our good friends over at the Lockdown NFL Mock Draft Podcast. Listen, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by the Lockdown Podcast Network and Odyssey is happening right now. It features analysis from NFL experts such as Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team make trades, picking the stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast from. Odyssey is your audio home for all of the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Check it out today. It's a fantastic production, fantastic insight. Listen, I have not done a ton of draft prep for the NFL draft, but I do always enjoy sitting down and watching the first round and watching the draft, and they make it simple to consume and get me up to date on all the prospects, what they're good at, what maybe they're not so good at, what to expect on draft night, and they really do a good job of breaking it down for you. And It's a good balance of true inside football, inside information, and a more informative mock draft as well to inform you on what's going on. Again, great panel. Our local experts as well as Jason Lockenfora, Michael Urban, and Brian Baldinger. 
Locked On Chiefs is a great podcast. Go check them out for all of the Chiefs news every single day. And they have the NFL draft coverage on lock right now. Locked On Chiefs podcast. The Ultimate Mock Draft Podcast 2021 presented by Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Go check that out as well as we get going towards the NFL Draft next week. For this Royal Series, they got to win three of four. That's my ask, and this is kind of the biggest ask I've ever had of this season. I had I had two of three against Texas, so it's kind of the same thing, but three of four against Detroit. And I just want to see better baseball. I want to see the pitchers execute, fielders execute, would Mayerfield execute, and then just less sloppiness, less sloppiness in general. Again, I'll remind you, the sloppiness did get amplified, though, because you're playing the Rays or making diving catches left and right and are just a fundamentally sound team. But this is it, folks. You should not be afraid of the, the Tigers anymore. This is, it's go time. Like th- This team should be able to beat the Tigers. If they're not, then they deserve some criticism if they can't beat the Tigers and the Pirates in this stretch. You have a realistic chance of finishing 16 and seven in this in this month finishing 17 and seven in this month whatever the case may be so let's embrace it let's try to go for it and let's see if the Royals can live up to that opportunity this is locked on Royals the daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals we'll be back on Monday to recap this weekend series but you can follow me on Twitter at locked on Royals for all the live tweeting about the game that's at locked on Royals so until Monday be good and be good to one another hey 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 Having a great time, loving the fun. You want to see all of the excitement? This is the place and we're the one. You want to be yelling like crazy for the guys you love to see? Come on out and join us. This is the place you want to be.